there was a point where David mentally went into superhero mode. <laughs> the power of God filled him up. Mm-hmm. And when he walked and he slayed that giant with the slingshot, yeah. he walked over to him, took his own sword, oh, and cut his head off. Cut his head off. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure when anybody looked, even his brothers who known him from birth, looked at his eyes and didn't recognize David. No, didn't recognize he didn't him. recognize David. No. There was a fire burning in him. And it wasn't no fire of Saul. It wasn't no fire of Jesse. It was the fire of God. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. I'm already fully equipped come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come with come what on. I need to destroy gi- this giant. I'm already fully equipped because remember, I was I already slayed the bear. I already slayed the lion. I already took my sheep. I already took care of good care of my sheep. Yeah. I know how to that that slingshot. I'm sure he put that together. Yes. Yeah. He didn't buy it. Didn't it wasn't it. prepared by the uh, right. the people that was preparing the swords and right. the sling and the uh, armor. It right. wasn't prepared by them. Right, right. So he was already fully equipped. Like, let me take this off. I don't need that. Yeah. I have God. Yeah. I have the same God that rescued me from the bear, yeah, yeah. rescued me from the lion. That same God is gonna rescue me from this filthy Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> From this filthy Philistine. So there is a level of confidence even in his insecurity that took him forward. You see, Goliath's confidence was in his stature. His confidence was in his 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 uh sword is in knowing that there's an army behind me you know encouraging me to stand here and scare them. Yes. That was his confidence, but David's confidence was in God. It wasn't even in the five smooth stones. stones. It was in God. So when he, oh my God, David transitioned mentally into war zone. War is time. So when, when he went in, as I was reading, there was a point where David mentally went into superhero mode. (laughs) The power of God filled him up. Mm-hmm. And when he walked and he slayed that giant with the slingshot, yeah. he walked over to him, took his own sword oh, and cut his head off. Cut his head off. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure when anybody looked, even his brothers who known him from birth, looked at his eyes and didn't recognize David. No, didn't recognize he didn't him. recognize David. No. There was a fire burning in him. And it wasn't no fire of Saul. It wasn't no fire of Jesse. It was the fire of God. Because when he came back, he took the head. It says it in the Bible. He took the head and and, and yeah. took it to Saul, yeah. but he took the sword that cut off Goliath's head mm-hmm. and put it in his tent. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he bring both of them? Mm-hmm. You ask yourself that question. Why didn't he bring the sword and the head? Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to bring you what you asked for, but I'm going to set this here right here mm-hmm. because this was the tool that I used that the Lord allowed me use to chop off his head. Yeah. And yeah. so when David was before Saul... Saul was in a state of shock because guess what? Saul didn't recognize David. Mm -mm. Saul knew David good and well. He knew him. He knew his father. Because David was the one playing the music for him. Mm -hmm. How can you not know me? And for a long time, even as we move further 
in the book of Samuel, mm -hmm. when the dark cloud came over Saul, who was the one playing the music for yes. Saul? Wasn't yes. it David? It was David. Wasn't it, wasn't it Saul who took the spear and threw it at David to try and kill him? Yes, it wasn't was. it that same young child that was playing the harp for you that's playing it as an adult? So you know him good and well. Yes, yes. But yes. you ask, son, who is your father? Yes, yes. Where did you come from? Come on! Mm, mm, so mm. when we look into the, the the life of David, it transitioned. It it there was a big transition at that moment, because Saul took him in. He didn't go back to Jesse. I didn't even hear about Jesse after that yeah, moment. Right, right, right. Right or wrong, because right. Jesse was just a servant, mm -hmm. and David was just the son of Jesse. Right. So right. all of a sudden he slayed the giant. Now everybody knows David. Yeah. Everybody's singing. Uh, Saul become jealous of the very one that he took in. So from the sheepfold to the, to the fivefold. That's it. When you said that they, you went not, oh my God, my God, my God, my God. And I love it because Amen. now you've brought us to a place. Mm -hmm. We've given you a foreground. And I love to hear that story because when you hear it, you everybody loves the underdog. Mm -hmm. Not everybody loves the dog. I think other. I out. think the other. I think the other underdogs love the un <laughs> underdogs. Yeah. But you start to see those two scriptures: First Samuel sixteen and seventeen. Mm -hmm. The first in sixteen was a time of obscurity, mm -hmm. a nobody, just like you said that mm -hmm. movie. I think mm -hmm. I saw trailers for that movie. Obscurity, a nobody, hidden is another word mm -hmm. for obscurity. I can be in front of you and you don't even, even know who I am. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's not until the Lord removes the blinders. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that's why they said be careful, be careful, be careful mm -hmm. who you're when you're entertaining because you may be entertaining an angel. Mm -hmm. You may be now I understand that they 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 actually mean angels, but I truly believe they mean some other things that's too. I believe I believe they mean some children of God mm -hmm. that's sitting there among you and you don't know no, you don't know how to discern yep. the body. Yep. Because God says be careful about discerning the body. Mm -hmm. He says that's the reason why a lot of you are sickly and you sleep meaning that you die and I'm saying that because that's another fallacy that has been taught to us about taking communion they run that thing at us and tell us we can't take communion because you gotta you might have sinned you might have did something last night maybe you had a, a glass of wine last night or you did something last night that you know you gotta discern the body because uh, if you don't discern the body you can be sickly so they put you in the back of the room like you're nothing or nobody and, and they sit there and they start serving all of the pastors and all of the deacons and all of the usher board and all them got to get their communion first and once they get their communion oh yeah that's right we got some crumbs left come on come on let me and that's the way and i always looked at that and i felt so bad in my spirit all these years when i saw that displayed in the church and now the lord has begun to show me what that scripture really means he says you are not walking in love if you walked in love uh between your brothers and the brethren, all of you walking in love. He says, what is the commandment? For you to love your neighbor as yourself, right? First he says, love your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, body, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This sums up the law and the prophets. But what's happening is we in the body, we can't even love each other in the body. We're not discerning the body. What is love? <laughs> 
What is love in the body? We can't just we have to discern each other. What does that look like? <laughs> we talking about agape love. Girl, that's a whole nother listen. Love is patient, love is kind. Well, we know that, yes. But when 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 you say love in the body, of uh, course. Uh, you say love in the we know that. But when you walk into a community, you walk you ask yourself that question. What is love? What, oh, that was a rhetorical question. What does it look like? Yes. What I know what it should look like yes, because yes. what the scripture says. Yes, yes. But what does it really look like? Yes, yes. Yes. Because that kind of love is the love that makes me go the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Got it. You know, look at the look at the the way David Brothers treated him. That love it should not have looked like that. It shouldn't have. Because you're our younger brother. Yeah. You are from the same seed that I'm from. Right. Right. So that wasn't in the. They were not in the building. They were outside. You know, in the forefront of this war that was going on, in the midst of your friends, in the midst of your peers. That love was not supposed to be demonstrated that way. Mm-hmm. So when I ask that question, what does this love, so what does it look like? Mm-hmm. It confuses the mm-hmm. body. Yes, it does. Because right now we're we're having church right now. Yes, we are. We are the church. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. So, but when you come around a community, when you come around a body of, I don't know if I should put quote unquote, you come around a body of believers, you get confused of the love that God. Mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. intended for us to demonstrate. Amen. Amen. And a lot of people, unlike David, don't come out victoriously. They run the opposite direction. David could have. Yeah. Yeah. He could have. He could have stayed right where he He was comfortable where he was. Amen. Tending to his sheep. Amen. Amen. He refused to believe that the love his brothers was demonstrated was the, the love that he's supposed to accept. Amen. And because of that, he became victorious in every situation, every encounter, every, everywhere down the line, even in his own sin. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, because here we go. You coming into it. You coming Even into it. in his own sin, mm-hmm. he was victorious. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. He didn't stay there. He didn't stay there. What was it about David? What was it about? Because when we look at 1 Samuel 16 and 17, we understand that we're introduced to this one that he said had a heart after God's own heart. He took this little, what the world would have called a nobody, what the Mm -hmm. world would have called somebody that could just disappear into the corner and you don't think nothing else of it. God says he looks on the inward appearance, Mm -hmm. the the world looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So you said even in his sin, what I love about David is this. Despite the fact that he was a murderer, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he was a liar, mm-hmm. see, no, see, nobody don't, nobody ain't looking at this thing now. Now wait a minute. When we say from the sheepfold to the fivefold, do you understand that this was King David? Mm-hmm. We're talking about he came from the sheepfold onto his throne. He's now, he's, but we're talking about the journey. Mm -hmm. We want you to understand that he actually made it to his throne, thus King David. King David. But, but why was he God's choice? Why was he God's choice? Why did he have a heart after God's own heart? It's not like he didn't sin. You just said that Mm -hmm. and I just got to go there because you said it. 
It's not like he didn't sin. He murdered Bathsheba's husband so mm -hmm. that he can keep her, keep her, cover up the fact uh -huh. that he wasn't having the affairs with yeah, her, yeah. and all of this. You know, and, and ultimately that actually brought that type of curse into his family line. Because you see, after that, there was all, it's like the sword did not depart out of his house. You look mm -hmm. at his sons, you look at all of the mm -hmm. different, he had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of chaos behind that. And that's just another whole nother story. Um, stick a pin in that generational curse. But anyway, what we do don't just affect us, mm -hmm. affect others. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> what is it about David? He's just like me. He flesh and blood. Of he course. mess up and yeah. all of that. You know what God showed me about that? Mm. He was transparent. Yes. He was not afraid to That's say, true. listen. He was not afraid to say, listen. It wasn't true. the people. It was me. me. David was the kind of leader that says, God, it is me. Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. Mm -hmm. Saul was the kind of leader that says, it was the people. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the people you gave me. Yep. They did it. But hold, hold on. Didn't I tell you to kill off everything when you go against this enemy to go kill off everything? Every leader, every man, woman, and child, every uh, animal, all the animals and everything. Kill everything. He left some alive. I'm skipping ahead to another story. Mm -hmm. Samuel told him this is what he needed to do. He didn't do it. And he said, I did what I was supposed to do. What's the problem? What's, it, what's that the bleeding of sheep that I hear in my ears? If you did everything you were supposed to do, how come I hear, still hear animals walking mm. around that were supposed to get killed? That's what that means when you say, what's that bleeding of sheep in my ears? Mm. You didn't do everything. You, no, and, and then he began to, he took this little pointer finger and instead of pointing it at himself and said, you know what? I'm human. I could miss it. He went around the whole room. He blamed this, he blamed that, until he got to the people of God. That was not the kind of leader that God was going to leave in charge of his people. He was not God's choice in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because didn't they say, we want a king like the other mm -hmm. nation? That's where Saul came from. Yep. So, I'm jumping ahead because I, I wrote down a lot of stuff in here. Psalm 78. There's another scripture that the Lord begins to deal with. It's mm -hmm. Psalm 78 and 69, and it starts to speak of David. It says, he chose, verse 70, he chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pen or sheepfold. And he, let me grab my glasses. He, he chose him from tending the sheep. He brought him into the, into be a shepherd of his people, mm -hmm. Jacob. Of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I make sure them. I say that word. Them. Shepherded them mm -hmm. with integrity of heart and with skillful hands, he led them. That's skillful. I, I get that. We all got gifts, but I, I truly see excellence when I see that word. And you ask the question. Why did God choose David? Why did That's the answer. <laughs> you know, we That's might have skipped right there. We might have skipped ahead. But he shepherded them. But what I want you to see is that Psalm 78, I got a lot of stuff open right now. I don't mean to have all this open. I don't like to have my Wi-Fi in a minute. But Psalm 78 is a big old chapter mm -hmm. with, oh my God, 72 verses in it. And at the end of that 
chapter, he starts, here's enters David. It's talking about David. Now I want to, I just want to hit you with something. I told, um, you know, I had been sharing the scriptures with, um, Regina, but this one came at the end, like towards the end of the week. And I didn't get to share it. And I started looking at it. I said, we all know the story about David in the house of Jesse and Samuel coming and all that. We know that. I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. We know the story about him going to the front lines and sharing, you know, serving his brothers. And that was his, his entrance point into another dimension. We heard that story mm -hmm. before. And we understand that, you know, he enters in as one um, in, in obscurity and one of servitude and obedience. We heard that story before. Mm -hmm. But God's hitting me with another story. What? Go ahead, give, give it to us. Come on, I'm hungry. <laughs> Verse 1 mm -hmm. in Psalm 78 and 1, it says, My people hear my teaching. Listen to my words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. Mm. I would utter hidden things from of old. Remember, it's when we are willing to step out possibly fall, possibly fail, but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on, that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.